Before we get started, I want to thank our friends at DeLonghi for supporting this podcast. everyone. Welcome to Domino's new podcast, Design Time, where we explore spaces and places with meaning. I'm your host, Jessica Ron Perez, Domino's Editor-in-Chief. Each week, join me along with creative visionaries who will share their journey to designing spaces that move you. We'll explore the emotional side of design, from the ritual of gathering to a mood-boosting paint trick to the renovation tips that will inspire your next project. Home is the best place to start exploring personal style. How do you shape your world from the inside out? Let's discover now on Design Time. Colin King, stylist, dancer, and creative director, is a force in the design world, working with photographers and brands to craft beautiful spaces and images that are as moving and emotional as they are effortless and aspirational. In this week's episode, we explore spaces with meaning and the community Colin has built in the design world, including close collaborators from some of the best stores, brands, and publications in the business, including Arc Digest, Zara Home, Hey, RW Guild, Tea Magazine, Vogue, Milk Decoration, and of course, Domino. Colin recently launched a collection for Benny Ruggs called The Shape of Color, a lush and graphic group of cozy floor coverings in the most warm and welcoming color palette of ochre, eggplant, navy, and rich caramelly brown. It feels just right for now. Tune in as we explore what Colin King does best, creating beautiful, simple, minimal, and inspiring spaces. I'm so excited to share my conversation with Colin with all of you. Hey, Colin, I'm so excited about the collection and all you have going on. Honestly, the past week since it's come out, I'm kind of overwhelmed by all the um, outpouring of support from the design community. It's just been, I can't even think of a word other than overwhelming, like these past couple months. I'm here alone in my apartment in Brooklyn and I feel like the walls kind of close in sometimes and you feel a little disconnected from the outside world. And so to get such a positive response was better than I could have ever hoped for. Okay, so what is the collection? Colin King for Benny Ruggs. It's called The Shape of Color. I did this collection with this Marrakesh-based rug company called Benny. Everything's custom, handmade, right in Marrakesh. And... We did an 11 piece collection, all different sizes and colors and all sorts of cool designs. One of the things that is so striking about the collection and is just so true to who you are is the collaboration you have with photographers to bring your vision to life. And you really feel the intent behind it when you look at the images. And I think that is so powerful. That was always kind of a part of the creative process when designing these rugs. Being a stylist, I was constantly envisioning how I would pair them, how I would layer them, how they'd be shot, who was going to shoot them. It was a collaboration with Robert and Tiberio from Benny. We really wanted to take these rugs outside of Marrakesh. I had met the brand 
my style to shoot for them in Morocco. And so that's how we met. And that was at the beginning of 2019. From there, we like, we really hit it off. I mean, I love the craftsmanship that they nurture in, in Morocco. Everything's handmade from the hand dyeing process to the hand knotting to the washing and drying of these rugs. It's like all handmade. And they're young. They're young guys. They met in New York and then they moved over to Morocco and, and to see other young entrepreneurs really hone in on craftsmanship and tradition was really, really cool. We originally were slated to shoot them in the spring, in mm -hmm. March, in Copenhagen. We had an amazing mm -hmm. location and photographer and we were super excited. But, you know, just like everybody else, kind of plans were diverted and canceled. And they came to me in August and were like, hey, I think these would be great for fall. Let's see if we can get them to New York and you can shoot them in New York. So from there, I had like a couple of weeks to find a location and, and tap into my photographer friends and really get this shoot off the ground. And there wasn't a better space I could think of than the Axel Revort penthouse to really showcase these rugs. I mean, the space is so perfect. Tell us a bit about that space. So the space I had really only experienced in pictures and we talk about design heroes and Axel Vervoort has always been kind of my ultimate, that like wabi-sabi, textural, um, materialistic element to all of his designs. You know, he's so focused on texture and reusing, nothing's really new, a lot of like Japanese influences. And I knew that the rugs could feel like paintings on the floor, like immediately mm -hmm. from this space, because there's so much neutrality, but also visual interest, like the nuances and textures of the floors and the plaster walls and all just all the unique elements of age and wear I knew could just really carry these rugs and let them shine. I know people have probably asked you a lot about this, but I have really loved your still lifes on your Instagram throughout quarantine, especially in the beginning when we were all feeling very isolated and alone and certainly looking for our own creative outlets and our own way of balancing emotion and stress and all of that. Can you talk about those amazing still lifes that you were creating? You know, I had never even really spent time at my apartment. I was always up before the sun at the flower market and I was home way after dark, after shoots and things like that. So I was really experiencing my apartment kind of for the first time in daylight. And it actually was quite beautiful. Like, I had never worked from home before. I had no idea how to work from home. And my place is quite small in Brooklyn. And I saw people working on puzzles and, and different things. And I'm like, what can I be doing here? So I just really tried to make up a set. You know, I'm used to being on set. That's where I feel at home. And that became how I assembled some sort of routine as well. I'd wake up and I'm like, okay, let's do one still life today. And I would just start with, you know, a forage branch and then like a rock, or it would be just random household items that I could find. It almost became like a meditative practice. And I just set up a video camera and let people watch me assemble these still lifes. And I had never really done still lifes before. I'd worked mostly in interior. So it was such like trial and error. It was just like a really cool process to like give myself over to and, and learn by doing. Your work is so collaborative, but having that be this solitary thing and thing you're putting out in the world as your own creative project. Right. Let's break it down for the audience. What you do exactly. 
it kind of fell into my lap. I didn't know my job exists. I, my parents sure as heck didn't know my job existed. Like I try to tell them what I do and they have no idea. It was something that I fell into. It was something that I started to do. I, I got a job in Los Angeles for this small design firm. And I just began kind of arranging things in their brick and mortar store and taking images of my arrangements and developing a point of view and honing in on my eye. And then a photographer was like, hey, can you come help me style this shoot for a shelter magazine? And I was like, I have no idea what that means, but yeah, I'm not, I'll, I'll do it. So I just showed up and I went to the flower market and I got a few things and I brought a few vessels. And, you know, as a stylist, I think our job is to really make sure that a 3D space translates to 2D in the best way possible mm-hmm. to really capture the essence of a space. I think we all know with iPhones, what you're seeing in front of you isn't always what translates on camera. It's a lot of bringing life and capturing that essence of a space. It can be anything from flowers to sourcing furniture, objects, and all the accessorizing that comes along with a photo. And you know, you make it look like it's always been that way, like you just stumble upon it that way. I've been absolutely obsessing over the images you and Adrian did for RW Guild. Part of what I really wanted to do with this podcast is give people visual inspiration outside of having to look at our phones and be constantly inundated with digital imagery. And I just feel like we all need inspiration that's offline or just is a different sensory experience. Those images do transport you and are clearly the definition of objects coming to life. Tell me a little bit about that. It's such a collaborative process, capturing imagery. And it's so symbiotic between a stylist and a photographer because without each other, we're kind of nothing. I really never had that magical moment with a photographer until I met Adrian. And then when you dial in Robin and Stephen from Roman and Williams, I mean, it's kind of just this magical experience. I mean, they are prolific in every way. I mean, Robin is just, I've learned kind of everything that I know from her. And I think the thing that I learned the most from her is there's no, there's no limit on what can happen. Coming into this business, you work with art directors and creative directors and all these things. You're just waiting on someone to tell you what to do. And with her, there's no waiting on anyone and telling you what to do. She's just like, let's grab every resource we can and make something magical and try and hit a home run with every single shot. And she also has like this incredible eye for selecting objects and seeing the beauty. And sometimes some of the things that she would pick, I didn't really grasp the beauty, but she taught me how to see the essence of these objects where I was like, oh, it's just a vase. And then she's like, no, get down lower and then look at it from this side and the light. And with Adrian being able to capture that, these objects take on a whole nother, like they embody a person almost, you know, like a feeling and emotion like you were talking about. This beautiful symbiotic connection between nature and design was something that we wanted to capture. And they have these beautiful, like overgrown gardens in out in Montauk. And it's honestly, I've never been anywhere like it. She wanted to really create this ambiance of bringing actual furniture into the fields. Just because we're at home doesn't mean we have to be inside. Like, let's take it outside. Let's have this relationship with nature. We were up at six in the morning out by the beach, the furniture getting caught in these waves. And we kind of gave ourselves over to nature and, and really let these objects like see how they would interact with their surroundings. But 
it was a shoot I'll never forget. And yeah, the images we captured will be timeless, I think. After spending so much time at home, we're all looking for little ways to treat ourselves. Thanks to DeLonghi's La Specialista espresso machine, my Saturday morning coffee has become my new favorite self-care ritual. It's a little luxury and an instant mood booster. La Specialista by DeLonghi takes the guesswork out and lets me make the ultimate handcrafted espresso the right way. Its built-in grinder and smart tamping station gives you precise control without the mess. And minimal cleanup is key, especially when I want to embrace the slow pace of the weekend. It's espresso made right. Visit DeLonghi.com to learn more. You're constantly on set and having to rethink and reset or re-energize a space. How do you personally reset a space or a vignette that you feel needs some new or fresh energy? I try not to think, actually. I just try and get in there and start moving because we can so easily overanalyze. I think just by doing it and just starting with one thing and taking it out and, and replacing it with another, I'm just constantly trying to make my space feel unstyled in a way. I'm constantly drawn like to forgotten corners and like watching how people just kind of live because that's how ultimately I'm trying to style is how people really live. So to see how a, a glass is left or a throw is dropped on the sofa or, or things like that. So trying to feel like unstyled and yeah, just trying to do stuff. I tend to overanalyze everything. And, and if I get in my head too much, it's like, stop thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Stop thinking about it. And also like your phone is your best friend. I mean, I know we all know that already, like I can't live without it. But a lot of times if I don't know what's missing or what's off, I'll just take a picture of it. And then I'm able to look and be like, oh, that's what's missing. Holes to me come more obvious on the phone than it sometimes to my eye. So, and I guess that's because of my job looking at a, a screen and a photo is helpful. What ideas would you give to someone on how to approach a space that maybe is a bit of a blank canvas where you want to kind of add life and energy and patina and layers. Our audience often inherits a space that they're either renting or they've moved into and it isn't what you want it to be. But how do you add those layers of personality? I think you add them slowly. I think you have to listen to the space. I think you have to live with things in, in certain ways and then be okay with moving them around. I really try and buy things that I love and then I'll find a spot for them. You know, like if I love a lamp, I'm just going to find it a spot. Yeah. You know, because if I buy something with the intention of, oh, it's going to go there in that corner, then I don't know. It, you don't really let the object or the thing have a life of its own. You know, you just kind of really box it in. Like I bought a sofa. It's a modular sofa. And I thought I was going to live with all three pieces together. And now they're all in my living room, all three apart, mm. <laughs> like a, a corner in one spot and then two chairs across. The other thing I wanted to say about starting from scratch, too, is chances are you already have it. Kind of how I mentioned at the beginning where you had never been home in the daylight. Yeah. Like yeah. I realized, wow, my space isn't so bad. And I actually kind of have everything I need. It just maybe wasn't in the right spot or maybe it wasn't in the spot that was working for me at the moment. And um, 
I was just taking lamps from my bedroom and putting it on my fireplace. And we're such like a consumer culture, like chances are you already have it. And you just can try and see it in a new light and try and just rearrange things that you already have. Putting different things together or adding nature, introducing natural elements or thinking about layering things in a different way, it does give things new life. And I think if you have things that you love, then the possibilities are endless. What materials are you inspired by? What materials look super elevated, but are actually quite affordable? I'm inspired by living finishes, metals that don't have finish, but will age over time. I'm inspired by travertine and like honed marble. And and I love materials that will age with you, Uh, leathers and natural woods, things like that. And really mixing them together. Exactly. Letting leather get beat up and stained and really reflect the life that you live with it is that there's nothing like that. Are you an organized person? And how do you stay on top of keeping things organized or visually organized in a way that's beautiful? I am so unorganized. I mean, (laughs) beyond. I think that's the hardest thing to like sometimes explain how like my brain works because I sometimes I feel like it's so obvious but I know it's not obvious to everyone and I'm kind of used to chaos you know being on set all the time and like there's packing and unpacking and boxes and all sorts of craziness happening outside of that camera frame so there's almost a comfort with the mess and the chaos I definitely keep my space that I can visually see very organized and clean but if you open a drawer or open a closet. It's a little bit of a mess. What vintage resources inspire you or like how you think about sourcing in that way? It's hard in the city. It gets so expensive and everyone just like doesn't have the space to be able to have a lot of their inventory for that hunt that we all crave. And that forces me to go online and a lot of vintage that I find, I find online and through Instagram. One of my favorite sources is this woman named The Peanut Vendor, and she's based in London, and she always just has the best curation of vintage. And and that's actually where I got my sofa. It's funny because you can go down this little rabbit hole of Instagram and be in contact with these dealers directly and form relationships with them and and tell them what you're looking for, and they can really help you. And, and I know dealers that love working that way. It's a great alternative to not being able to do it in person. And I have to say, ask dealers for things that you need, because chances are they've seen it somewhere else and they all talk. So they know where to help you find things. I feel like everyone's just super inclined to help you find what you need. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Growing up in Ohio with Midwestern values, I was so afraid sometimes to ask for help and bought into that philosophy that things are just better if I figure them out on my own. But what I would have realized was similar to how I like to help other people, other people like to help as well. And and, and this community really is one of the kindest, most generous communities. I, I mean, some of my, my best friends are dealers because with shoots, I'm, I'm constantly having to pull items or feature artists and really a, a relationship that works well for both of us. But I think everyone's just has this craving to help each other. All you have to do is ask. I totally agree. I feel like a generous spirit comes back to you. And I think sometimes people think of design as this elitist thing. And what we're really trying to do at Domino's tell the story of real people and how they live and real people's experiences and make that accessible. 
And I think a lot of design is accessible and it is about sharing and it is about actually taking the time to research. And oftentimes, if you do, if you take the time to like go on the journey to find something, you can find it in a budget that's affordable for you. There's so much patience involved. I've tried to like limit impulsive buying when searching for pieces for my apartment, unless I know it's something that I really want or have been looking for for a while, just because, you know, there is this instant gratification that feels good when you can check that off my my list. But so often I have buyer's remorse and I'm like, oh, I just should have waited for the better piece, you know? So I think a lot of it is kind of patience and maybe waiting on those on those special, special pieces. In challenging times, we lean on the things that support us, uplift us, and make us happy. In this signature franchise, Domino editors ask our guests, quickfire style, about the 10 things that are making them happy. From the books that inspire them, to the personal items that tell their story, to the places they love to eat, travel, and feed their soul. What design periods or styles are really inspiring you right now? Japanese architecture and sensibility is just like so inspiring to me. Everything that that country embodies and just embracing age and, and, and things wearing over time is, is so inspiring to me. But also love 70s, love the 80s, even like all those color field painters that came in like mm. Mark Rothko and like all, all of them that came up in the 60s. Those were people I looked to for, for at the collection as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can really feel that in the collection, like the color blocking, but in a warm, nuanced way. Who are some of your design heroes? For me, I feel like I got an, a master class in design because I was able to experience in a very hands-on way. Ashton Leandro, Giancarlo Valle, and then of course, Axel Vervoort. And kind of my ultimate is Donald Judd. Like I fell in love with his sensibility and that got me sparked into design. That minimal sensibility was really inspiring to me. I also love Studio KO and Atelier AM and Joseph Durand. I mean, it kind of goes all across. And Kelly Wurzler, it's like you just pull from everybody and it kind of all feeds your eye and your point of view. What colors are you into right now and what colors are providing comfort? Yeah, I'm really into warm colors right now. I love ochre, like this honey ochre that we got to in the collection. Robin got me really hooked on aubergine. And then all these like burnt terracotta reds, those are really the warm colors that I'm feeling right now. Absolutely. Favorite color pairing? I mentioned aubergine, but I'm into like this aubergine navy. Mm -hmm. And then also bringing in like that ochre Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like this purple navy yellow pairing that I get really excited about. Favorite texture and material we touched on a little bit, but maybe talk about that again. I love the feeling of um, unfinished travertine. It's yeah. like really porous too. I love that. You know, if you love unfinished or you love raw travertine, buy a small sculpture, an object that is made of raw travertine and and add that to your space and layer it in. If there's something you love, like find a small way to bring it into your home. Totally. Or like two like raw travertine bookends or something. Yeah. Okay. Favorite city 
you can't wait to go back to. And then favorite hotel you can't wait to return to. Favorite city would be Barcelona. Mm. It was just like so vibrant and, and it had a lot of architectural elements that I didn't know I would like. Like there's a lot of curvature and all of this wild, fantastical, like Alice in Wonderland, futuristic kind of stuff that um, I was really into. And then I have to say, when I traveled to Morocco, I loved staying at El Fen. Mm. It was so magical, especially in the evenings on the rooftop. Can't wait to go back. Okay. Favorite restaurant? Flora Bar. Love Flora Bar. I love Flora Bar so much. And it's at the museum. I mean, what could be better than that? Um furniture designer that you will forever love and admire? Jean-Michel Frank and Donald Judd. And they actually have a lot in common, but I, I love Jean Rayer too. Love. <sighs> I mean, that's the thing. Rayer, I feel like, you know, even if he is so elevated and so aspirational, there's so much you can learn by studying his work. Totally. Favorite plant or flower? I'm notoriously bad at knowing flowers' names, okay. and I just buy according to like looks. And then they have all these crazy names that I never remember, and everyone's always asking me what they are. But I love a black olive tree. Mm, That's mm-hmm. my favorite plant. I also love an Australian tree fern. Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, I think I'm more of a, a plant branch kind of guy, sculptural. I did want to touch on that, how you think about whether it's arranging in a really gestural way, those branches and leaves and ferns, you do have such a sculptural and graphic approach. I think that like it comes from just my years as a dancer. I, I love just the gestural elements and the suggestion of movement with branches. I find that when I was just like looking through books or when I was struck by an image, it always had an element of this like, curvature of a branch or, or some kind of element of nature that I, it just always stopped me in my tracks. And it's because it carries your eye and it really makes you feel, it makes you feel something. And, and as a dancer, you know, you do a similar thing. It's you're telling a story without having to say a thing and it can be interpreted many different ways. But yeah, I think just my background as a dancer and like loving lines and things like that. Mm, I love that favorite way to unwind i guess just like spending time with people yeah i don't know i feel like as a creative i'm in my head a lot so to really be able to connect with family and friends um is my favorite way to unwind and just take away all the design take away all the cameras and just you know sit with somebody and really be able to have an honest conversation is uh, my favorite way to unwind favorite book or book that inspires you I am reading this book called um, Bird by Bird right now by this woman, Anne Lamott. Mm. And um, it's called Some Instructions on Writing in Life. And Mm. it's it's amazing. She's an incredible writer. I may or may not be working on a book of my own. Oh, cool. So I'm starting out with this book about writing. She talks about like writing about a high school memory of lunch or something like that. And just all the emotions, all the stories that come up. So that's, that's the book on my nightstand right now. Amazing. We touched on favorite vintage stores, but a retail environment or a gallery or a space that you found incredibly inspiring that you can't wait to go back to. I love RW Guild. I think they just nailed it. I love going in there. I love walking through the restaurant, being immersed in these beautiful 
vintage pieces, um, contemporary ceramics, contemporary woodworking, their furniture line and, and the bookstore in the bottom. Yeah, I love it all. I feel like a lot of people don't know about that bottom bookstore. They don't. So no. Good. And that private room. I mean, come on. I haven't been to an event there yet, but I would love to have a dinner there or something. Colin, thank you so much. Congratulations on the collection. I do absolutely love it. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the support from the Domino team. I love what you guys do. And I'm just happy to be here and a part of the family. Design Time is produced by Team Domino with special thanks to Alex Redgrave, Linda Denahan, Liz Mundell, Britt Ashcraft, and Ali Elquiza. Our theme music is by the talented Alex Weinstein. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. See you guys next week right here on Design Time.